captures the lead. MTA from Kelvin Sophie Song. Down the outside, Dom to shoot, but MTA, MTA lands the front. Is well clear of beware. Juliana's running on when it's all over. And Exactamonde go to woe. Exactamonde. Is charging home at the end, but Cuba's got a big lead from Criaderis, and Cuba's going to lead all the way. Cuba beat Criaderis by a length and a half. Paradis running on, Sovereign Award with 100 to go, getting weary. I am Alec Quinn and Paradis coming at it, but they won't get it. Sovereign Award one. Hunters, deep dive time. We're getting pretty much near the end. I think we're, we've had a really busy weekend. Um, obviously, it's a huge week coming up, but should we just start by talking about how wet tracks impacted our betting around the country and what it might have done to Mooney Valley over Friday and Saturday. It was just a really shitty weekend for weather and it's just wrecked a couple of race mates. But, Kills, I'll start with you because you ha- you were probably most affected in that they actually called the races off up there. Yeah, so the, rain, the weather was sort of like um, coming from the west, heading towards the coast, where in Queensland a lot of the time those weather events happen on the coast. Um, so it's, it was absolutely poured rain into Toowoomba all day and like notifications that I basically had sent. There'd be no early bets. You know, I'll head to the track at 11 o'clock and walk the track and reassess. Um, I went to the track at 11 o'clock and it never stopped raining the whole time. So it was always just going to be wait and see. But the weather front was moving slowly. Um, so it hadn't impacted Brisbane and wasn't looking like hit in Brisbane until sort of mid to late Arvo. So I was able to have a couple of early bets there on, you know, knowing that the track would be okay. Um, and, you know, fortunately enough, they, they did get to run those races in Brisbane and the Gold Coast. And we got the right result. And then, you know, it just started pouring down. You would you might have seen those images on social media, like the Manning Yard at Doombin was like half a foot of water and Gold Coast was just a washout as well. So... Um, so I suppose the impact was is just not pressing early at one meeting because it was raining before the start of the meeting and you know, betting early in a couple of meetings because the rain wasn't going to get there till later. But it was reasonably predictable for a change here. Normally, you know, like I said, the weather on, in Queensland in the southeast as we head into summer sort of generated from that coast um, and it a bit hit and miss, but it was pretty consistent sort of on Saturday. So it wasn't as bad as what you guys... And what those poor buggers trying to get that track sorted at Mooney Valley had to deal with. Yeah, exactly. Dicko, we'll talk about the Mooney Valley track because Friday, obviously, the there was little rain. There was rain forecast initially. It didn't really eventuate to a great extent. Um, played very much um, on speed. Wasn't so much rails and run like it was on Saturday. Um, but the inside two lanes, you know, especially that lane two in the straight at Mooney Valley on Friday was particularly good. And then obviously all the rain came Friday night into Saturday. It was just constant. Um, so as a result, forward was heavily advantaged, rails was heavily advantaged, and you really needed to be in the first two lanes in the straight once more. Yeah, Overall. Yeah, yes and no, though. Like on on Saturday, the three staying races, they ran on. Yeah, but I, I always so believe that staying races great. aren't real races. Like staying yeah, races, yeah. for me, matter a lot less in terms of track bias because it just... You know, they're slower horses. It's more about getting momentum and maintaining that throughout the run. Um, and also in the like in both the staying races, the leaders went mad, mm. which breaks them up and sets them up. Um, coincidentally, the leader of the Cox Plate was a stalemate to the winner. Um, 
I don't know why or how Grand Slam was allowed to race in the Cox Plate. It's it might be dead off it. It might never win another race. This horse because it it had its heart broken in the Guineas. Its last six hundred meters was that of a horse that doesn't get six hundred meters. It did go really really fast early, but there was just no way it was going to run a good race here. I marked it hundreds. It was awful. It's, I think did it run last? Uh, might run last. Um, I think that. As hard as it is to, it's just hard weekend. It's hard to bet on. It'd be hard to ride on to figure out what to do. Hard to train on, and really hard for Marty Simon and the crew at Mooney Valley to figure out what to do. If they overwatered it on, to get it softer on Friday night, it might have been fucked for Saturday. Um, you know, like we we can't predict what riders will do. Imagine trying to predict what whichever god you believe in will do with precipitation. Like yeah. Oh, God, what a shit job. Is my screen orange, or is that just my goggles? You are a bit orange, um, which could be the lack of... Well, now it's better again. (laughs) You could just have... What is going on? You wouldn't put it past me. It's one Um, of those days. As you were saying, though, I mean, there's there's a... Valley track that takes longer to dry out between, say, it's a 500 to 200 or so just before they go in towards the straight. Well, you saw it like early on, they were, they were kicking up everywhere, right? Yeah. I'm talking about Saturday. Friday night was mad on pace, inside suited, except for the last race, but even dirty work snuck up the inside. The run trekking mm-hmm. had impossible to win. Like, if they had a one, enormous. And unfortunately for us, it didn't. It was a, it was a chop for us. Um, I'm extremely frustrated by the weekend. Uh, we won, but small. I feel like I, I did the form like as good as I've ever done in my life, and I didn't win enough. And it pisses me off. But uh, mad on pace Friday night, solid on pace Saturday. I think that the straight was firmer, a lot firmer, and the inside was real firm. Mm. And, the, and the actual right, circle work was like a soft to a heavy. Um, I'm sure of that. I might be wrong, and that's it's my opinion, and I'm going to review the races like, like that. I think it's proved like La Mexicana was gone. Jamie Carr is an outstanding rider, but she's not like a last hundred, I'm going to dig this horse, and it's going to find again rider. And La Mexicana still did. Didn't help that J-Mot sat four wide <laughs> on the other thing. Um, flying. Jeez, there's a big gap between the best and the worst down here. But... Um, the fact that she was back on the inside on the on the more roady terrain and he was out in the softer stuff, I, I'm sure assisted uh, La Mexicana to win the last. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really really uh, tricky situation what we had. Like, you know what horses you want to be with, but are they going to get the right runs? And then when sometimes I'm even finding the horses that get the um. Like, we backed Sound, which had the same sort of run as um, the Cox Plate winner, but got no luck and ran the second fastest last 200 metres of the day. Like, I, I think if you're with me and you, and you thought Sound could win that race, it's it's flying. It was a great run. It just got no luck at the right time. But they, it's going to happen when they're trying to jam rails in run and they're trying to be close to that speed. Yep. Um. Speaking of, I don't know whether you, we'll probably touch on this. I didn't read the run sheet this morning. Um, I don't think we have one anymore. With the, Do we? Talking, you're talking, oh, about, yes. talking about greying up and not winning enough. 
How do seven blokes get on a preview show on Thursday night and not determine Grand Slam setting it up for Dragonette or whatever its name is? Oh, yeah. Sir Dragonette. How did we not fucking pick that up? Um, and who the fuck had 200,000 on it 14 minutes before the race on the fair to Harvard's quote? Well, that that's probably the key thing, isn't it? I mean, it was r- relentless, sustained cash. And it must be said, Russian Camelot actually stayed pretty firm considering there was just this well, that's, amount. It's like, it's, it it's, it's the biggest, it's a, it's a double, like, monster. Like, for a yeah. horse to crunch from $14 to $7.50 in that period of time in a race with that much liquidity, and for the favourite to, to not budge, it's just as big a push for it. Yeah. We've backed, we've backed Russian Camelot and... Uh, uh, it, it's run fucking second. Armory. Yeah. After backing Sir Van Dyke, whatever it's called, to win the Caulfield Cup, it is just tortured here. I was so great up and felt like an absolute rock spider that I was considering sending a, a save late on the winner because it's just so much cash. I'm convinced that it is like the big Z-man or someone of that stature, because it's just all of us ants cannot move it like that in that in a cox plate. Some big was, dog just went, hey, 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 guess what, guys? I'm going to take it all. <laughs> I'm going to take thinking, it all. I'm going to take it all the way down. I was thinking the same thing, right? Um, I was in a chat group with a, um, a few blokes, and I spoke to both of you guys about this, is that, um, like, it was a couple of hundred thousand, fifth, roughly 15 minutes before the jump. Right, overall, um, it's not it's not like two hundred people having a thousand on it. That's what I mean. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's two blokes having like a hundred thousand on. I know it's a bit, and, of it, a, and it's, and it's going of, everywhere else too. They're betting on the, the totes. There's people seeing it. It's not just that two hundred thousand. The money be everywhere. Oh fuck! Huge, enormous, yeah. so scary. And then like, G boss. And there was a tweet that we spoke about, Curls, from Mick Ryan. Um, and it's spot on. Why yep. Bossy rides Group 1 winners all the time. Well, as more often or as much as anyone else, considering Monday to Friday, he's not as good as the other riders. Because he, he doesn't give one fuck and plays high-var pony riding. He's fearless. He doesn't care. He ro- rides for pure luck. He's, he's happy to be disappointed for a run, but he'd rather win than run like a brave fourth and, and fifth or third. And he nailed it again. It was a great, great ride. Great ride. Probably assisted by the stable, mate, going about 13 and a half lengths quicker. Though. Yeah, uh, assisted by the stable, mate, going as fast as it went in the Caulfield Guineas, despite not staying in the Caulfield Guineas. Mm. Uh, unbelievably. Uh, it just makes me sick. Only a rod if you're not in on it. I'm not saying it's a rod. I'm just saying it was tactically brilliant, and um, the execution of of the um, wagering was fucking like, you know, I, I was more excited by the execution of the wager of the, that's what got me up and about and got me firm than what I was like a bloke winning a race and sort of celebrating over the line. Like, I couldn't give a fuck about that. That's just another horse race. Oh, I'm just also the slot the slot like bossy must have the biggest set. Like they'd be like a big pendulum those. Those pills, like they'd be like two like kiwi fruits. That's how big they are, 
And they just dangled down up. there. I don't know how he sits on a horse, but the way he sat on it, just stood as he crossed the line. Like, if we got on a horse today, you look like <laughs> absolute, <laughs> like, you're just scared shitless and look like a fool. Here's this bloke going as fast as they go, just stood up, frozen in time. Freak. And congratulations, just congrats, congratulations to the stewards for cop for uh, finding him a thousand dollars. What do they find, Jai and uh, Slam? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure he celebrated as he went across the line. Um, well, got three weeks, given what they did to the two apprentices two months ago, three yeah. months ago at Caulfield. No, 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 this is a group one. It's different. Yeah. Just in terms of the betting, uh, so Dragonet jumped seven dollars sixty-one on the fair with three point four million matched. It's jumped nine dollars twenty best. That's a bit of an indictment, isn't it? Yeah. So it must, I suspect must have been, might have been a, must have been a bit slow away. Uh, no, it must have pinged the lids. I think there might have been a bit of cash as well on the uh, that came from the UK potentially on this race. Um, given that Armory also started seven fifty, where its best tote was eight dollars ninety, I think the uh, the UK syndicates probably got a hold of a few of these gallopers. That's just what I would imagine. But anyway, um, look, the race itself, um, how good do we think the winner is? What, what are we doing with him going forward? I, I mean, high tempo Cox plates, I, I love them going forward into whichever races. I think the form usually stands up much better than the Caulfield Cup, which has been shit for years. Um, is that what we're thinking again this year? Yeah, I think the horse will get better the further it goes. If they run fast in a, co- in a, co- in a Melbourne Cup, it's going to be suited. I think Russian Camelot is a... F- like, I've, I've been big on it, but that's just because we've got to talk about racing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it is a fucking beast. Yeah. It, it's come home in, like, neutral splits off this suicide tempo on a heavy deck. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, and the, the male is the horse, like, wanted to stop before the corner... And he asked it to keep going, and it just kept going. Like it, it, it's got the the heads, the head of a champion. I think this horse is that. That's what one, two, three, four, four, six. That was its eighth start or ninth start ever. Huge run. And the money, the SP profile this horse is building. Fuck me. Yeah. Um, Arcadia Queen back. Not the greatest run of all time. Almost knuckled at one point. Still kept finding late. She, she just has to be a complete. If she's pulled up all right and hasn't suffered any ill effects from that, how does anything beat her next start? Unless there's like a serious contender. Well, if it's better, if it's on pace suited and Pike just goes to the back again, then then she's always vulnerable. That's her one. Her one sort of chink in the armour, I think, is a is a racing pattern. But you'd expect at the at Flemington, she's going to get every chance, and she's just a beast. Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought um, we made the right decision to bet constantly bet around Pike. He rode one winner from from the from the the two days, and that was that absolute beast in. It's not called Beauty Bolt. Beauty Bolt's a horse that Graham Begg has. Written, written Beauty. That thing. He didn't even touch it. Yeah. Handy three-year-old. Beast. I got matched at like 2.30 in the run when he... When he snicked it and it over Like, I thought snicking it was the winning move. 
anyway. think it. I think it could have. It could have started like four seconds after the rest of them and still won. They could have sat six wide and won. It was, what did, um, it was one horse that I noticed uh, on the replays in the Cox Plate, and I think it might have been more the ride that I noticed. The ride on Fierce Impact, I thought that was a a ripper. Horses yeah. are going well. Like, does it drop back to that mile race and and win again, or is it are they pushing on it, thinking it can it can be winning in this in this class at two thousand, which I've got a question mark on. That's that's a fascinating point, you know. If it goes back to the mile, I think we're all sort of agreed. With chips in, think so. Stays at two thousand versus say Arcadia Queen. I'd I'd want to be with Arcadia Queen because the horse looked like it's going well. I just thought it might have been a little bit flattered at the two thousand on Saturday from a just like an absolutely brilliant ride. Um, yeah. Don't know. Just thought that's one of be interesting to see which way they go with. I, I would be happy to push at them if it's in the mile. What about Magatu? Mugatu. Yeah, it exceeded my expectation. I thought it ran really well. Yeah. Monster performance. Covered the most. Clear PB. Mm. And we'll see that, the, you know, I mean, I think everyone's probably watched the, the replay a few times. It's obviously was uh, wide throughout and still kept finding. Yeah, there's a body. It'll I, be a deep, I think the runner. Deep, sorry, here you go. Sorry, it, I was going to say it'll be a deep form race. Um, you know, like you both touched on earlier. You know, a fast run Cox Plate. It'll be the race of the spring. Yeah, um, I, I think that the the two horses that were like the, the winner was blessed in run. It was a very good winner with a very good win. Credit to it, but it was blessed in run. I think the run of the race is Russian Camelot. I think Mugatu or Magatu was. Maybe the next best performance, then Arcadia Queen. Like Armory, I think oh, maybe Armory is one pair too close, and 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 a bit wide, but it sort of had a very very charmed run. Old Betty Mellon, they got a little bit itchy. I thought just before the corner. I was sort of waiting for him to roll off the camber and back toward the inside. Yeah, he seemed to, the horse seemed to hold its line all the way around, like it was like a like an Olympic final where they've come around the corner and stayed in their lanes. I I thought I'd sort of see him come down off that camber, and um, you know, Bossy didn't have to change course. You know, I thought if if because I was thinking at the time, Russian Camelot was there, Armory and Mugger two would sort of come off that camber, and nothing would be able to get in between them or get you know get through them. But they sort of held their line on the I thought you know sort of on the corner yeah. straightening. And like you say, Bossy didn't have to didn't have to do a thing. Just kept his line. And I, I think it's maybe also the horses first go to the valley. You know, I, I'm pretty sure Ben would have been happy to roll right in on top of him. Yeah, I have no idea what. Yeah, I just that's what it just seemed to be. I I, I think watching it, I'm just watching the replay one again. I, I'm definitely I'd, I'd risk fierce impact at two thousand again because it's it it it'd be so short. That's what I'm saying too. Like if it was, you know, fifteen dollars, I'd be betting. But I'd say it'd be almost be favourite, and I'd go around it. But back to a mile, phew. it was going better than the winner, sort of through the corner. Mm. All right, we'll leave the Cox Plate there. We'll go to the other Group One of the weekend. We'll drop back to Friday night with uh, the Manicato. Oh. Hey Doc, too big, too strong. Well done, Peter. Well done, Peter. I didn't listen to you. 
this sneaky little wizard. FYI, FYI, FYI punters. Um, Curly's back. Just so that you can't keep a good man down. He's just kept throwing them, and now he's landed a bunch. Big winning week. But the, the probably the, the best on ground for the mailbag this week, it, is it Pistol? It is Curly, isn't it? It's Pistol. And I should have listened to you. Yeah, you're fucking flying. And Don't you're know. not even just tipping winners at fucking Ascot. And where was it yesterday? Northern? Northern. But you're also doing them at the Valley. So... <laughs> Maybe we should all just tap out and just listen to Pistol, which I wouldn't mind tapping out in about eight days. I'll stop. Stakes day. You're not even going to last the sand down? Not unless they let me on the track. Yeah. It was... Um, we discussed it. I'm pretty sure we discussed this horse Thursday night, didn't we? Yeah, because uh, Jacko liked it as well, so it gave me a bit more bit more confidence. But... Um, it just looked like it was going to peak on the day, and it has for this prep. Not by to the extent that I thought it might have, but it just seems to be following a very familiar pattern um, with the with the yard, the McAvoy team. It builds slowly through its preparation. It gets better with every run, and it's about trying to find when that peak platform is. But it's but only it's, just got it's better. It's only improved by point two of a length. Yeah. Like, I don't understand, to be honest. Like... It was just enough, just enough. I, I think the difference was that the horse is a beast and is seasoned and ready, like you're saying, and was suited by the, the honest, good tempo mm. and wasn't exposed for, like, a lack of dynamic turn of foot. Yep. Whereas, like, the, the Caulfield race, like if someone just new to the game watches the Caulfield race where um, Dirty Work has just dropped him cold wiped him like a dirty ass, and then they compare it to the, this race, what's the difference? Well, the difference is at Caulfield, the race went three lengths above the all average, which is very slow for the class to the 600. And on Friday night, they've gone. the race has gone 12.1 above the all average, which is fast for the class to the 600. So all these horses are already exerting a lot more energy to keep up, and therefore they don't have as much turn of foot to finish that race off, whereas Haydock is just cruising right. That's more in his sort of wheelhouse. Yeah. If you go back through Haydock's record, the races that he's invariably lost or performed poorly in, so eighth at Mooney Valley, you know, that was over a 1,000 metres, so you can sort of scratch that. But fourth at Caulfield, slow tempo. Last prep, his final run, over 1,400, slow tempo. Prep before Flemington ran eighth, very slow tempo. Prep before that, seventh at Flemington over a thousand, slow tempo. He invariably goes a lot better with fast tempo races. Mm. Uh, and no, that's I agree with you. Um, assist, assisted to by by Bella Vella and uh, Pippi, who were probably the only two leaders on the night, apart from uh, Pikesing that he held on to, that didn't win. Um, shit in their pants and going backwards dramatically, like Pippi's gone an extra 200 metres, but has gone almost seven lengths slower than she did like two weeks ago. Yeah. Bella Vella's reverted by 10 lengths. Talk me through that um, from a non-Victorian form expert position. Um, Jamie Carr, the pin-up girl of the sport at the moment. and um, She will be for the next... As long as she sits on a horse, she will be the pin-up girl for this sport 
in the country. Yeah. So what do you make of the rides of, of those two, D Lane and Jay Carr in this race? Uh, sweet. I was really I backed them both and was happy in the run when I watched it live. I, you can probably go through now and bag them when you look at the, the sectionals, but I don't think that's fair on riders. Um, both, in both run, in run, I was happy. Both. I was happy as in run. I was like, perfect. She's got to the front. I was worried that she would like dog it and get like the sit outside hay dock or something. Um, yeah, yeah. It's gone. Bella Vela's gone two point four lengths faster to the six hundred than than it went in the um, Moya. But that's like it was a mad on pace, fast as fuck track. It's like she's gonna have to go a little bit quicker to get that lead. Especially from um, the game too. Yeah. yeah, she had to dig across. If we look at um, Pippi, what's she done, the dirty little girl? She's gone 1.2 lengths faster. 1.2 lengths. It's fuck all. She's gone faster before. Just it's as yeah. far. It's almost as fast as she ever gone. But but she, like, she had to go that fast. Like that. It, it was a, a fucking road on Friday night. Like it was, if if they were on, if they're allowed to be honest, my opinion is, and I don't have anything to back this up other than my eye. I'd say it would have been called a firm two. So, and if it was called a firm two, the data would probably be slightly different. I'd probably gone about the same speed because they adjust the figures for the track for the going. Do they not, Peter? Yeah, they do. They do. But we've also got to remember, both Pippi and Bella Vella have not recorded fast wins over 1,200. They're 1,000 to 1,100 metre horses. Massive difference between running a fast tempo like Pippi did at over the 1,000 in the Moya and then going 1.2 lengths over 1,200. Yeah. All right, All right, Peter. You're right. You're right. You're articulating just elite sense that you possess. But at the same time, you're making me feel like a fucking idiot. So can you stop? <laughs> yes. I, what are you I, doing? I, I agree with you, but like when you've watched seven races where it's just fucking on pace and inside, what do you do here? It's a. It's and a when great I when question. I priced a race, I had um, I repriced it half um before the night started when the rain hadn't come, and I actually had um, McDonald's horse favorite. Diamond effort. Diamond effort. And Diamond Effort would have got the same run as Dirty Work, which was that that was where you wanted to be. Mm. I think Diamond Effort, if it, if it handled the track and they raced, would have like got the Dirty Work run and won. There's, there's a couple of other horses I want to ask you about that I despise these horses in anything that's group, you know, this sort of quality race is Brooklyn Hustle and Kementari. Yeah, well, I think Brooklyn Hustle is just like a gift for plastics, isn't it? Like, it's run good again, so they yeah. can justify putting in the market again. Yeah, it's a it should not be racing at Mooney Valley. If I owned it, it wouldn't race there. It's stupid. Ironically, it's the only place it's won so far. Yeah, but if you go look, at, you it, mean, look but... at its profile, yeah, it's had one... Two starts at Flemington, three starts at Caulfield. Yeah, it's it's winning at Moonee Valley because it's racing there five times as well in shit races. It's 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 raced at Caulfield in a Group Two, a Group One, and a Group Three. It's won at Moonee Valley. It's won one race, hasn't it? 
it's run, it's won two races at Mooney Valley. A two-year-old race, like against it beat yes, 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 but like it's just a two-year-old race. No one knew they were any good. And then it's won a benchmark seventy-eight. Yeah, that was my point. I think like it's 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 racing in fucking good races at other tracks. That's why it's not winning them as well because it's not that good. It's there or thereabouts, but it needs to be have the perfect setup race where they go quick, but slow down enough that she can build into the race and she's close enough to, to run on top of them. Yep. I thought Kem and Tari would be suited to like a Rockhampton Newmarket or a Cleveland Bay Handicap at Mackay. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Kels, he's going across to Ascot. Oh, that's good. He can start in the market there, and um, and he'll get beaten forty lengths. So he can go back. He can go back to Ascot, but you can't. Yeah, he he and trekking are going across, which is great. He's trekking SP and failed. You can we geld you? Just get a strapper's license. I'm I'm not sure I'm considered considered essential travel at any stage. But what about if you were the partner of a rider? Like if you just announced that you're in love, and she said. It was really important that you're here with me for my mental health. And you said, yeah, it would actually be good for mine too. I miss her so much. I want to be back with her. Anyone right? in particular you'd toss up, Jack, just for like hypothetically? Well, if I was betting man. <laughs> Which I am. I reckon I'd get let back into the state and then barred from being on course if that was the case, in which case I'd rather stay here. I'm having a good time at the moment. How good's betting for a living? Jay McMillan. Jay. Um, Jay. JM. Meanwhile. J Mac. <laughs> Still don't have to work with. This is why we're not going to be on air after. I told you, I told you you're gonna have to edit today. If you edit this out, I promise to just I'll just do a video on it on, on Twitter, like a thirty minute a thirty second one, which will get fifteen times the reach of this will. So you do you, brother. Wow. <laughs> He's hanging on to his last group of sanity punters. Um, I used to say, finally back on the golf course this morning, I've got like this this five wood that's just like, just it's like my stock it's my stock club. It just goes, it either goes straight or it fades right. I've now I've now got a proper draw. Put the first two pills into a house off the tee, just a lamp a lamp for maximum fade though, right? Because it's the first time I've hit a golf. I got rid of that net out the back because it was um, too hard with the grass and stuff. I put it down. So I've just been chipping. So I allowed for max fade. I haven't hit a golf ball hard for like two months. And then it's off that line. And then it's hooked into the house. Bang. Same house. Bang. Like I was hoping like it wasn't like Billy Madison and he's coming. Not Billy Madison. Fuck. Happy Gilmore. Fuck. Anyway. But my chipping's elite, and I normally couldn't chip. I'd normally get the Texas wedge out from about, like, 35 metres off the green if it was, like, nothing in the way. So now I can't hit the I can't hit long sticks, but I can chip. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on in my world. But nothing's good. All right, well, we didn't want to hear your life story, but let's talk about the Gold Cup, shall we? Um, because that has produced, it's produced the biggest figures on the, uh, on the Cox Plate card. Miami bound. Oh, well, this is no, this is relevant to what I was just saying. How confusing life is. Yeah, I had three messages. One from a very good friend who gambles a lot at all our shows, and two from what people who watch our shows I don't really know. Both of them, all three of them, back Miami bound because we keep saying on the shows, mainly me, that this horse must be going better than it looks if they're still racing it. 
and it's gone around at enormous odds and won. And I completely penned it. And now it's run the fucking biggest figure on the day. Yep. And it's got the no weight in the Melbourne Cup. Or can it win? I wouldn't put it past it with the trainer. Shared ambition, cross a line similar to Steel Prince, who, who won the, Mel- the Geelong Cup convincingly, which is a proper form reference for the Melbourne Cup. This horse gave that thing, like, it wiped it bad, like, dropped it cold. Confusing. Yep. Um, I'll just bring up its last couple of starts. It's been in, that's its fifth start of this prep. Race speed, even, very slow, 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 on the weekend, very fast. Is that the difference? Is it as simple as that? It's finally found a race of tempo and it just, you know, brought out the best in the horse. And I think I think appreciates the softer track. But yeah. it, it it had it has had a soft five, like three back and the, but it had the heavy first up, but that was first up. But this is how hard this sport is. Like first up this horse was um uh two point six lengths off Ausvin. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, like what the now it's going to be competitive in a Melbourne Cup. That's an enormous figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going back through its, you know, through the history of the horse and its wins, like you said, like Pistol said, like what was that? Um, the Ken, like the Oaks when it won the Oaks, it was a fast tempo, and it's just been able to maintain a strong gallop home. The same. I'm not sure whether strong gallop, same speed. But like, even if you look back at its run three back at Mooney Valley, it's it was just it's come home at the same speed. What it did three back is what it did last start. At it, 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 in the Oaks, it just maintained that same last six hundred off a, a much quicker tempo. So, oh yes and no. It, it it's come home. Like say in that Mooney Valley race, three back on the soft, it's gone two point one zero point one zero point nine above the all average. Then on Saturday, off this suicidal tempo, it's gone 0.4 above, 1 above, and then come home 2.9 last 200 above. Like, it's so fucking it's exploded. It's improved. it's improved off that. But what I'm saying is it's not It's not as if it hasn't done it before off of, do you know what I mean? Mm. Maybe it's just like that's, that's it. It just needs to be on speed on, you know, fast tempos. I, my theory on this horse, and Peter, you remember this when I say this, that it's just a psychopath. We we were there obviously every day last year of the Flemington Carnival, and we had a really good result on this horse when it won the Wakeful on the Derby Day. Yeah. And then on Oaks Day, it paraded completely differently. Do you remember this? Yeah. Didn't want to go out on the track, and then it wouldn't race. It wouldn't move. And then it pissed in the the Oaks. I think this horse is just a nutcase. With unlimited ability, and when it wants to, when it wants to put it together, which I'm tipping, it shows them at home. It's doing all the things it normally does at home. It's got unlimited ability, which therefore so makes the horse extremely scary in any race. So it becomes a contender. Oh, I think if it's if it's soft, soft on Tuesday, and it's going out that quickly and coming home that well, it's competitive in any race ever, anywhere. All right. Last race I want to talk about from the Valley was the Crystal Mile. It's only five horses, but they've gone fast, despite the fact it was a small field. Homesman's just 
just clean their clock late. <laughs> I said clock. They cut out here. <laughs> Grow up, Jack. <laughs> All right, talk about the horse. Is he back? Must be. Which horse is this? Uh, Homesman. Oh, well, this is... What a massive error by me. And I apologise to everyone who buys our stuff. And I appreciate you all because there's, there's a lot of you and, I, and we'd, you're loyal and I really do appreciate it. And I fucked up big time here. I marked this thing favourite from Major Chivalry and it drifted and I just got scared of it. And I thought there's no tempo in this race. Kingsville Dream's going to go forward or something. Did you guys see the money that came for Kingsville Dream? Not like, particularly. Oh, it hemorrhaged, mate. It hemorrhaged. And then Age of Chivalry in the last minute hemorrhaged and started favourite. Like, Age of Chivalry made sense to me because of the way the track was racing and 600-metre horse. But Kingsville Dream just made no sense to me, especially with them rods sitting on it, and it just confused me and grabbed me up, and I decided just to sit out. I had a huge overlay on Homesman, which I dogged. And I was really, really shitty about it. And now that I've thought about it again, shitty now. Um... It's just like I didn't. He's the most consistent, best performed horse in this race. He was competitive in a Cox Plate this time last year. He he was good first up, um, last preparation. He, like he might have run. I'm looking now seventh. Yeah, seventh. But that was behind like Tiako, our Shark, very elegant, fierce impact, Avilius. Like he's a proper Group One horse. I did back him in run as soon as he hit the front. As soon as he, they settled and he was, like, leading the fence, I wanted to be with him. Um, and you could get SP for the first portion of the race. Yeah. Um, and, like, they were all blowing up about the track pattern here. But... Just, it's best like, horse. It's, it's not like it's a bad horse that was, like, gifted by the way the track race. Like, if they wanted to be... They were, they were all close enough on the corner to run over top of him. Yeah. Oh, the other two, Age of Chivalry and Kingsville Dream. And the way that the way they back Kingsville Dream, you'd be fuming that it didn't run past it. Yeah. All right. Very good. We'll wrap up Victoria there. Um, obviously, Bendigo Cup Wednesday, Valley Friday, Derby Day Saturday, and then it's just it's all on. Um, it's a huge like little. Uh, a huge couple of, like a week, two weeks we're in for now. Um, Thursday night will be the last live preview show we do for a little bit. Well, at least I will be. Um, I want to really focus on getting everything spot on for the betting advice that we're going to provide to a lot of people over the carnival. Um, we've got a good record in it, and I think we can... I, I just, that's all that matters now is winning. I don't want to get distracted by a stack of shows Um Bendigo meeting's busy. It's a big meeting normally. There's mm. a lot of ponies. The Valley meeting will have good opportunities at it, but then we've got to be ready for Derby Day, which is just the best day of racing anywhere every year. Then there's, there's a lot of races, and there's a lot, a lot of shitty horses there on the Tuesday normally, so it takes a little bit longer to do the form. Um, I just would like to get to the Thursday and the Saturday and not feel completely and utterly mentally drained like I normally do. So we'll do a... Melbourne Cup preview show probably because we should, but particularly if Drew decides to join us, I'll definitely do it. But um, outside that, that's that's what the go is. 
The uh, the Valley meeting on Friday was widespread last year at 40s. Remember uh, that? Yeah. So I was playing golf with a bike this morning, and we were trying to remember what that horse was. Yeah, widespread. Now with Chris Muntz, isn't he curls? He is indeed. That's the top of my head. Just rolled forward, first rolled, the forward and, rolled forward and sat outside lead, didn't he? Last oh, year, yeah, yeah, yeah. He led, and it was like, yeah, yeah. That was a an um, like, that's what we're talking about. It was a you should have seen it, curls. It was the fattest like twenty four hours of our lives. Because yeah. we backed Miami bound like eight dollars heavily to to knock off like Vegas Jewel and that in the wakeful. Might have been one. nudge or something nudge on the on yeah. the Derby day as well. Back warning to win the Derby. It was fucking. It was a fill up day. Fill up twenty four hours. Hopefully it's similar again. Yep, yeah. starts again. Um, we'll be providing your stuff. As well as the platinum pack, we're doing eight days, so you can actually be covered from Saturday to Saturday. Uh, it's on the website now. Don't go to the app; it's only on the website. And sign up to so the, you... sign up to the mailing list, and you'll see how everyone else performs all all week. So yeah. it'll be fat this week, I assume, Peter. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's yeah huge week. Can't wait, uh, girls. Let's talk about Queensland. There wasn't that much going on up there, but really, you found something to talk about. Toowoomba. Well, you've got football, you've got two football codes, two premiership winning well, footy teams going mad up there at the moment. Yeah, well, bloody, um, well, I should cover that first, shouldn't I, really? The code wars, um, you've seen the look on Peter Volandi's face last night where he... Where <laughs> Cam Smith said this is for Victoria. He's, yeah, um, yeah. So not only, not only has um, PVL lost... The code wars in racing, where the Victorian product is just lengths above the Sydney product uh, during the spring this year, and and then the Melbourne Storm beating Penrith in the Rugby League Grand Final. Um, but Jesus, didn't didn't he try like as if as if the stewards were involved to to influence the result and keep the eyeballs on the screens to get you to watch those last few ads? Because that last try out what no the second last try. Out in the corner. No, Penrith's was it... first try was a no try. Most of them were no tries. <laughs> the one that the one that was awarded a try to Penrith, where he kicked behind. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is yeah. a clear obstruction. That's a no try. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it's... how do you get how do you get sent off? How did he get sent off for that? The first bloke to get sent off didn't even move off his line. Maybe a penalty, but to bin him. Professional foul was the call. Move off his line. It was, I think it was overall, overall, he's got his work cut out to improve that product um, because it's a very small market that that product appeals to and it's um, very Sydney-centric and it's going to implode on itself if he doesn't do something about it. It's The commentary was a disgrace. Gus Gould was a disgrace. Mm. Um, when Cameron Smith scored that try. He was like, he was like, Gus's like he's like, he's like got home and seen his missus out the back with some other bloke. Like it was, he was like just shattered. And anyway. like poor, poor Joey and Freddie just like don't know what to say because they don't want to pull him up. And the the golden tonsils just just rolls on. He's just he's so immune to it. Oh. Rabs, <laughs> absolute legend. Get and even the quality. Even the quality of the halftime entertainment with Freddie's skits that included fart jokes and blokes oh, on the yes. like, <laughs> it's your showpiece event, mate. Like, grow up, you blokes. Anyway, commiserations to PVL losing the Code Wars football and racing. 
in 2020. Um, yeah, but now we've got the Brisbane Lions and the Melbourne Storm on the sunny and the Gold Coast. Seen a few uh, Instagram stories of the Tigers celebrations yesterday. Yeah, Jeez, a bit of shit. What about our men? Who was it? They got a little special delivery just straight after the game over the fence. <laughs> he was stiff, not though in the norm. Like he was oh, just he, racking, he was literally he was ironically, he was racking them up throughout the game. Literally Aussies. <laughs> um, but in saying that, Dustin Martin, I know there's a fair bit of recency bias involved here, but three grand finals for three best on grounds is like it's elite of the elite. Gives you goosebumps watching the best perform on the big I, stage. I think it was his best, his best, easily his best Norm, Norm Smith so far. He's probably got more to come. But the other ones, they were sort of downhill skiing against no one. Well, they, were, they, were, they weren't... Weren't competitive. They were, ne- they were never like sort of having to do too much as a club, as a team. Whereas yeah. they, were, they were down and out at stages there on Saturday night. And he literally, like that, the, the, yeah. the natural talent about it is pick the pill up and just bang it on your boot and get it right there. Like, fuck me. Amazing. Um, so that was the highlight in Queensland, the grand final. They cut the races short because of the weather. Nidort was the best of the um, of the Brisbane runners, resuming from a spell run, the best figure of the day in a card that was cut in half due to the weather. My highlight from the weekend um, was Toowoomba, uh, race seven, the last race. So uh, you can roll the tape here. We're looking at number one, Bestie. Now, I did send out... Uh, to subscribers, race seven, number one, great price at $2, but you just cannot bet with that jockey on. So from the 600, the two roughies in the race um, had dropped out at this stage of a three-horse race, leader outside the leader, and she was sitting third, smoking the pipe, a big gap to the fourth horse. It was $2 into $1.70 on course. Um, rather than just take the easy option of, of coming three deep on the corner in front and circling the two in front of her and running away, she decides to go up the inside um, and never got a clear run at any stage of the state. Um, and... Uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not bad at the yeah. self-deprecation. When, when I'm down, I give myself a fair whack, right? But when I'm up, I don't blow a lot of smoke up my own ass. But I'm going to take the opportunity here to blow a lot of smoke up my own ass and say this is why you cannot fucking bet in Queensland without a little bit of help. Without you old man. Because How do you feel about the 200? You just I was pat- laughing. I was, I was pissing myself laughing. Now... Tony and Madison Sears train this horse, and Madison's a lovely young girl. And like, how she didn't just produce a pocket knife and go down there and start stabbing <laughs> people in the bounding yard post race, I do not know. It was the worst ride I've possibly ever seen in the circumstances that presented, with only two horses in front of her. The other two had dropped out. I'm on a dollar seventy favourite. I'm going to go up the fence and hope for an inside run. Um, <laughs> People bet on this shit with actual money. Like proper money that they earn and then they wager on this type of product. It was... What does Stuart's report say? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yes. read it, read it, read it. I want to hear it. <laughs> the, race caller was, the race caller was brilliant, Anthony Collins. He had to bite his tongue. What did he do? What did he do? 
He did, there was a pause when they went across the line. Like, good grab wins from a Krakatara option. Bestie third. <laughs> Forget it ever, ever went around. It was like a <laughs> great ball. He captured it. He captured uh, what everyone was feeling at the time. Um, uh, there's a... Is there a... Uh, where was it? Um... So that was what race seven. Race yeah. seven, Bestie. Tightened from room. Bestie was tightened for roomed and checked, leaving the two hundred. Um. So, um, awesome. Georgina Cartwright was on the lead at a good grab, and she was actually found guilty of careless r- ringing. I'm assuming that should be riding. <laughs> she permitted her mount. <laughs> she permitted her mount to shift in at the point of the race, causing interference to Bestie. And of all this, Roman, Roman, mate, comes. <laughs> what a bag of people can't spell, but so, like riders, <laughs> a pretty simple so, one. So, Even on. So, <laughs> so, do you know? I, I like, I like when jockeys sort of like she's like she's got Georgina Carrie's in the leader. She's sort of. She's sort of half enticed the jockey to look inside for a run. You know when jockeys sort of come half off the fence, then the ones yeah, behind yeah. them run that's not there, and then they just you know sort of close the gap gradually. Yeah. So this, so the rider on Bestie has gone for a run that really shouldn't have been, wasn't there, shouldn't have gone there. So but Georgina Cartwright, Georgina Cartwright on the leader, she's the one that's copped the careless riding charge, and she's copped nine days. Oh. <laughs> Oh, good driver, see. Oh, where's Gats and Rams? Where we need them? Um, nothing like nothing else mentioned in the race. Now, I think we overlaid the replay here. Um, while I was carrying on, but um, like if we've learnt nothing from this, if you don't, if you don't buy my products or you just watch the sh- the previous show, please take. I can learn from this. Can you like? Just stick to the good jockeys. Have a look at the winning strike rates of jockeys in, in Brisbane and Queensland and, and factor that in, please, for your own mental health. Because there were some people in the betting ring on Saturday night where I swear that Sewilma Turf Club probably should have shut the doors and called in a counsellor. <laughs> the scenes were unbelievable. unbelievable. So they they were in on this horse? Well, there's a they, look, there's trainers, the trainers that were there, the stable hands were there, the... You know their money was on, and it's um, and I just you know, like I said, I, I sent out the subs. This thing should be winning, but we're not betting. <sighs> that was the highlight um, of the weekend, I think. For me. <laughs> um, apart from apart from um, while I'm on a roll, I've pat myself on the back. I sent four sets for four wins. Over two days of wagering, so I sort of feel like I've got my mojo back. And you've you definitely know, you got it back. Feel, You're back. We're all when back. When you start, when you start feeling good, and you just have a little peep in the calendar of what's coming up. Fucking yeah. Bow Desert sticks its dirty little rotten head up. Saturday, there's a tab meeting at Bow Desert. Just swerve it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! What about the? Uh, I feel like we copped a few bad rides at, in. Uh, at the valley, but nothing like that. Oh, 
look, that was just... <laughs> Why didn't he go forward on pass, Phil? Remember that, Peter? Is Barker sweet from that yet? Not yet. No. Don't mention the war. I don't mind... I don't mind copping bad rides. That's part of racing, but like it's just there's bad rides, and then there's just like complete mind fucks. Yeah, you know, things happen. Things happen. Right. But it's only the frustration. I just want them to be better. You need to be better than that if you're riding at a provincial meeting. <laughs> Reach out, Jade. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on Ascot for all of eighteen seconds. MTA was the performance of the card in front of Dom Deschutes and Kelvin. There was some other horses that won races, and Northern <laughs> Cup was run on a rails and run highway, won by dance music. That's all I got. What about yesterday? Talk us through that thing that won yesterday that you tipped out. Which one? We back, we back two or three. Actually, there's three horses I want to ask you about. What was that first starter? It was heavily backed. We have chimed in at a good price. The pink and white. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Northern yesterday, as uh, they were saying it, or suggesting it was on speed. It wasn't on speed. It was rails and run. There's a big difference between rails and run and on speed. Um, rails and run often plays on speed because the leader gets into it a prime position first. But Except for Trey Storm. Much, that was not outside lead. It was the only horse that won off the fence all day. <laughs> and it and just got it. in front of... Blazing Kazar, which is 150. <laughs> so that's where it shows the difference of the rail. But um, yeah, Trade Storm doubled in price in one. Uh, we backed, was it was it Western Western Empire? Is that what the name was? I can't remember. Yeah, All Bob's horses have the same name. Um, yep. Yeah, Hemorrhage Late didn't do anything but completely unsuited versus a day. You can follow that going forward. Looks to have some level of ability. Probably goes around $1.40 and wins next start. Well, the other horse that you wanted to talk about? Oh, it, now I don't know this horse, but is, does it do that? Pim's Royale. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What me. was that? Is that is it just like a mad horse or something? Uh, it's a bit mad. Um, probably would appreciate a bit more tempo in the run, but I was looking for horses that would settle on the rail, and I thought, well, Pim's Royale from Gate Three, probably, you know, better than. That's favourite. It's favourite to find the fence. Yeah. Barrier Three. Yeah, settled off the fence, worse than midfield, got flushed out to last on the turn and never got clear clear air in the straight. And then in the last race, we, we backed uh, asymmetric. Lots of like sniped away at some $9 and, you know, opened 14, took some nine. Before I know it, it's 5.50 from gate one. And then also had something on She's Got Merit, I think the name is. From, from gate two, it's ended off the fence. And it's widest in the straight. You just can't help something sometimes. Like it's just just staggering. So you're just another day in WA where you just try and do your best. And luckily we've been doing a right of late. Been super. Well, speaking of just another day, what about um the good people at Betfair? In their infinite wisdom, when uh, a journalist, Damon Damien, who was on our show, who I keep getting accused of uh, writing his story for him, which I didn't. Um, with no interest in um, fast feeds because I want to get out of this office as quickly as I can. Um, but that's not the point. The point is that he wrote a story confirming what I talked about, which we lost our contract for. <laughs> so we had a bet fair response to that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, 
they uninvited him from their virtual event. <laughs> Imagine that meeting. Imagine being a floor on the wall. How are we going to handle this? It's the journalist from The Age, one of the oldest publications in the country. Oh, what we'll do is we'll just start uninviting from our virtual Zoom event. <laughs> I thought it was... Um... You couldn't make it up, like... Oh, oh, fuck. The only commentary that I'd like to make public about this whole situation is that um, I thought that the deafening <laughs> silence from Betfair was, like, pretty poorly managed um, on the <sighs> issue. There. But, you know, you've made some, I'll call them accusations that you made, right? You made some, you highlighted some in-play stuff. Now, it's not, I don't believe that it's Betfair's job to be the police of of wagering outside of their own, outside of their own company. But I just sort of felt like that they should have come out and said, and because this is what happened, this is what we've led to believe has happened internally. They've investigated their staff, their staff accounts and and all that sort of stuff. And no, no one within their organisation had done anything wrong, right? But a few of their people, a few of the Betfair people had been copying a bit of shit on Twitter from, you know, certain users. And I think Betfair had a sort of, I think that they were in, basically should have come out and at least defended their own employees and say, we've looked internally, we've investigated that, the stuff that we can control, we can't find anything at our end. Um, and they could have initiated contact with Racing Victoria and the, you know the, ra- the other racing jurisdictions, and at least come out and said something about it. But um, you know they've elected to stay. They've, elect- they've got to protect their staff, number one, because they, you know, they're getting accused of having and their head- and their brand and their product. Well, that's what's laughable for me is this guy has done their job for them, has has only enhanced the integrity of the entire market and the industry again. Mm. They should be applauding him, not like. But the way they've reacted to that and to me is like that of someone who's got something to hide, not of like outstanding. Glad that's been sorted out. Well, they should have. There's a lot of noise about. There's a lot of noise from people who make a lot of money off us in play betting, so probably know what they're doing. There's a lot of noise saying that there's something underworld happening. Can you please investigate this for us? I've got no, I've got no issue at all. Nothing but admiration actually, <laughs> for all the customer-facing staff at Betfair. They've been Same. more than love helpful. them, love the people, love the blokes, the guys and girls there. They've been more than helpful. Love the product, love the platform. Not um, even just the customer-facing people. I love Dylan and and Damo and J Mac and Tort and Sam Miller and all those good people. They're all good people. This is like decisions that go way above them. Like to absolutely. to yeah, uninvite this bloke from an event for telling the truth. It's fucking weird. Yeah, I just I just think it's been strangely handled, and there should be there could have been a little bit more transparency because it's, it's not fair on the on the on those people at, at you know the Betfair staff that were copping a few of those accusations. So anyway, we will eventually move on. Oh, I'll certainly, just... certainly a discussing point, and I think you know I, I sat up at on course on Saturday, uh, and even during the day, once again monitoring those in play markets and. And off the Sky Channel feed on course, they were turning on, turning in play at the jump, and they were suspending at the post. So um, something, it, yeah, they, they, they've changed. It's better. They've changed it to back what to what it was, yeah. but not spoken about it. Yeah. I, I think they create they create like the problem by not speaking. So thanks for bringing it up, Jack. Yeah. 
in, in the meantime, can you stop making sense, Shirley? Just oh, go sorry. back to yeah, yeah. My part. Problem is, they probably edit all that out. But no, no, no. We've all lost the plot. We're all done. Um, we might try and band together for a, one more deep dive. It probably depends on if, if young Verta wins the derby. I believe Jack Dickens is going to like disappear to some unknown location. This I, might, I, I might take you with me for a bit of it. Ems is out of action, so. Jeez. Um, be, I'll take my chances. The, the Botanical Gardens in Toowoomba are beautiful this time of year. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. That as soon as I can, I'm headed towards your neck of the woods. I want warmth. I want peace. I'd like to touch and see curls. Uh, just talking to him <laughs> on the phone and looking at his head on Zoom. Like, just imagine, like, just like even today I play golf. Like, it looks sunny outside. Like, if you're in office, you'd be like, oh, it's a fucking beautiful day outside. It's not. It's fucking windy and cold still. The sun's out, but it's windy and cold. Pollen oh. everywhere. If you had hay fever, you'd be cast. I just want to be up in Queensland, sun on my back, beer in my hand, maybe have a cheeky little dart. Because we have a few things, things coming up that could help you. If we can get, if we can get, um, I'm not really politically. I don't really have a political uh, persuasion, but if we can get Anastasia over the line in the state election, I, I think she's done such a good job with this board. As I think that she's going to have to let the punters come to Magic Million. Mm. Surely it would be a chance. I think that it's a great opportunity for me to touch each really the sort of mailbag sessions. Yeah, a mailbag bonding session, like an origin camp. Like the good old ones. But for the boys. And the girls. NFL NFL male. She is that good at what she does. Unbelievable day again today. Should Almost have been an absolute complete oh, yeah. to Just all, all all she can do is put the ball in the right areas. And, you know, just wait for that natural variation. And we almost got another f- complete fill-up today. But overall, flying. Just winning sure. set this weekend, again. But overall, winning. And uh, it's the same game, Multis. If you could bet them in run, imagine the trade today. Fuck me. Anyway. All right. Guys, thank you to you both. For also, your we should, we should just mention... Sorry, but like Cam Dean... Yeah, yeah, fucking hell! Like his, his betting plays for that for the grand final. Who who's the bag man who almost won the normie? Short, Jaden Short. Like, Jaden Short. We're on Jaden Short at hundreds, and we're on Dusty. <laughs> oh, and he's got the margin, and he's got the outright like just unbelievable betting from. Oh, freak! Yeah, strong yeah. Just the, it's, um, hard, it's hard getting the unit amount right for AFL and NFL for me. Like having enough on. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Thank you to you both. It's been a fun year. We'll possibly be back for a cup week review. Um, if not, we'll be if doing. Might, a... might, um, might have to get to Festival Hall and um, get into some of that good, good, honest God work. Maybe get you yes. on a camera. Get you on a camera somewhere, Peter. That seems to be the go these days. We need a bit of. We need a bit of Lord Jesus Christ in our life, and a big sort of cameo. That's what they want. That's how. That's how you get got it. More, you've got more chance of me running for parliament, becoming a politician, 
and then being able to fly wherever the fuck I want to because seemingly I'm then important enough to actually forget about the rest of humanity and worry about my own self. There's probably more chance of that happening than me going to church. I'm just going to put it out there. Sunday is for Sha Tin and for Northam. What if you found out that Jade was like a, like a, a big believer? And that's what, that was what you had to do to sort of get that across the line. <laughs> you got to have some level of standards. Bullshit. You'd, you'd convert in like an instant. <laughs> <laughs> Bye for now.